Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Election manipulation has been a big topic in the last few years. And while a lot of the conversation has focused on the U.S., Canada is just as interested as we explore reforms to our election process. That's why an experiment at DEF CON in Vegas is raising some eyebrows. It showed just how easy it is to hack election websites. Jeff Braun is CEO of Cambridge Global Advisors, a former White House liaison on cybersecurity, joining us today. Hello, Jake. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Remind my listeners what DEF CON is. Uh, so it's the largest hacker conference in the world. Uh, it's about 30,000 hackers that, defend, that descend on Las Vegas uh, once a year to uh, hack into all sorts of things from cars to drones to toasters to uh, voting machines. Sometimes when we talk about hackers, people think, oh, those terrible hackers. But at the same time, if hackers are able to show that there is a a weakness in a system, that can be very educational and informational then for those companies, correct? Exactly. And in fact, Trump's former White House cybersecurity czar spoke at the conference and actually said that he really appreciated what our hackers were doing, hacking into this voting equipment, because he said that we can be sure that our adversaries are doing exactly the same type of research to find all the vulnerabilities they can in our voting infrastructure. And he wanted uh, our hackers to be able to find whatever vulnerabilities they can and turn it over uh, to the good guys and, and help them fix those vulnerabilities, which is why we actually put out a report um, on all the vulnerabilities we identify uh, after DEFCON, uh, which will be out in a couple of weeks, actually. You had a bit of good news, bad news come out of it. Um, as I'm reading one report, it's saying that, well, the good news is that you won't really be able to, hackers can't really influence the actual recorded votes with voting machines. So are voting machines pretty airtight from hackers? Oh, not at all. Um, I, I think that they were referring to the fact that hacking a website doesn't change the vote tallies in a machine. But however, what we found last year was that, like with all the rest of our electronics, the the chips are made all over the world, including in China. And one thing that we know Russian intelligence operatives have done in the past, it's very well documented, is uh, hack into or break into Chinese manufacturing plants and get malware on the chips that wind up in our devices. Um, And so... This could certainly happen here, and in that case, one wouldn't even need physical access to a machine. They could hack entire makes and models of machines nationwide, you know, and never have to leave the Kremlin. Well, wait a second. So that isn't good news at all. So I, I was understanding. I was understanding maybe the difference between voting machines and election websites. And so you're saying either or hackers could get into those systems. Yeah, exactly. Now, the websites are way easier to hack into. Uh, you know, they're, they, by their very nature, touch the Internet 24 hours a day. The machines don't. Uh, the security features on a website are, are far less, um, you know, robust than those on a voting machine where there's physical security aspects to it as well. But unfortunately, both can be hacked. And whereas with the websites, you're just hacking unofficial vote tallies and kind of causing chaos and and misinformation, uh, or, or as we like to say, the ultimate fake news is changing unofficial voting results. 
the while it's harder, the scary thing about hacking voting machines is you could change actual votes. Well, that is scary. Now, you've got to tell me, though, about the experiment when you're saying that just how easy it is. Was there a group of very young hackers that had no problem getting into uh, election websites, the infrastructure there? Yes. So, in fact, we had a little bit of a conundrum this year because we really wanted to highlight this vulnerability because none of the election security uh, uh, manuals that have come out since the 2016 election have said really anything about how to secure websites or what communication protocols to put in place if your website is hacked on election day. So we really wanted to highlight it. However, it's so easy to hack these websites that we couldn't give it to the real professional hackers to do because they wouldn't find it interesting. They were hacking websites 20 years ago. So we had to give it uh, to the, the children at DEF CON. There's a, there's a room where kids hack into all kinds of different things. And in fact, my kids were there. And uh, so we, we set up a scenario where they could hack into kind of uh, mock websites. We, we created websites with the same look and feel, some of the same uh, security protocols. We locked down the server that they were on, so that was very secure. And uh, the kids were able to use, you know, the, the same types of uh, attacks that are actually referenced in the Senate Intelligence uh, Report on Election Security that came out back in May, which are these SQL injections, which allow you to change the data and so on on the page. This is all very frightening, but hopefully it's raising the awareness that these sites and machines have to be way more secure. Yeah, we hope so. Um, you know, there, there hasn't been really nearly enough uh, resources and energy put towards this uh, to date. What we really need is paper ballots in place uh, nationally, we need secure audits in place to to make sure that the machines that count those paper ballots haven't been infiltrated. Um, and then also, you know, as I said before, some communication redundancies put in place in case the websites are hacked, that people will be able to communicate election results to the public that uh, they can trust. And the real scary thing about this is this isn't just some fantasy we made up. You know, Russia actually hacked the websites in uh, the Ukraine uh, a couple of years back and uh, tried to affect the re election results. The Ukrainians fortunately caught it, took the website down. Um, but in the meantime, Russian media announced that their candidate had won when in fact he had not. And it was a huge mess to, to fix. You know what? Eye-opening indeed. Jake, thanks so much for telling us about it. Okay, thanks for having me and thanks for covering this.